Hey guys, and welcome to the Breathe Out Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Smurl. Our mission is to serve our clients, coworkers, and community. Our goal is to inspire you by sharing all the things we've learned and keep on learning about leadership, culture, safety, and wellness. We hope our message today brings impact and value to our listeners. So let's get started. Hey everyone, I hope you're having the most amazing Monday. I thought today we'd talk some about annual planning. So this past week, we did our annual planning, and I thought maybe I'd share a little bit about how that went and what I've learned from planning for a good part of at least 20 years I've done annual planning. So here's a couple um, nuggets I've learned over time. Always, always go out of town. Never do annual planning in your hometown. Um, there's too many reasons to get distracted, to say, oh, I got to go to this you know, game for my kids, or I got to go to this um, event for so-and-so. And so you don't really block out the time effectively if you're doing it in your hometown. Now, you don't have to travel super far away, but you do have to get away. So this time we went to Austin, three-hour drive, easy peasy, and um, rented a house on VRBO and uh, in downtown Austin where we could have lots of beautiful scenery to get outside and, you know, go to nice dinners if we wanted to and just really enjoy the time away. So the first thing is always pick a venue away from town. Um, We've always rented a house or stayed at a nice hotel. Um, Year before, we went to Charleston, and it was just Brandon and I, and it was incredible. Um, This year, Brandon and I went for half of it, just me and him, and then we brought up our leadership team for the other half of it, and then Brandon left and I stayed. So I spent a solid week, literally Sunday to Sunday. In fact, I just got home. I'm recording this podcast. Um, Sunday to Sunday, doing nothing but brainstorming and dreaming and thinking about vision and really trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together um, and listen to advice from mentors and consultants and uh, look at other ways that we can really, really level up our company. So one of the things I did beforehand, and I and I pretty much do this every time, is is I do my prep time, right? So if I'm going into, if you're going into a football game or whatever, you you're going to practice, you're going to prep, you're going to rehearse, and so I spend as much time as I can find to really pour into myself from a leadership um, place. So I read as many leadership books as I can in the last month or two. I um, listen to as many leadership podcasts as I can possibly get my hands on. I look at it from all different aspects. I start asking questions. I start talking to our team about, hey, I want to do annual planning. I really want you to be honest. Your candor is how we grow. If people won't be honest, we can't really take anything to the next level. And so I really start the prep work well in advance of when um, we're going to go. And... That is really what makes it so that when I get there, I'm already in a good mindset. I don't wait to get started on thinking about annual planning 
the day that annual planning starts, um, if that makes sense. And so when we do our annual planning, we plan out a three-year vision, a 10-year vision, and then a one-year plan. And every year we wipe the three-year vision and pretty much start over. Where do we want to be three years from now? And what does it look like to get there? And what does it look like from a financial perspective, a hiring perspective, a systems perspective, leadership? Do we have enough of the right leaders to even go to that next level? Um, So we really back into that and we start with what does a three-year vision look like? And then if we were to achieve that vision in three years, what would a one-year plan look like to make that three-year plan or vision a reality. And one of the podcasts that I always listen to is Entree Leadership. I listen to it every week. If you finish this podcast, go listen to Entree Leadership. It's on the Dave Ramsey show. It is incredible and I get so much great stuff out of there. But one of the things that Daniel Tardy says over and over again is healthy things grow and growing things change. So healthy things grow and growing things change. So I've really, really been thinking about that. Healthy things grow and growing things change. Because you guys, we have been through so much change this year. I mean, talk about a million pivots. We started this time last year really looking at our company from a hey, we're at a ceiling. We don't know how to grow any further. It's not that we don't know. We can't grow any further because things have just really gotten difficult to keep our hands around. And so we really tried to look at what we needed to do to break through the ceiling that we were at. And one of the first things we noticed is that we were doing too much for too many different kind of clients. We were kind of turning into a Walmart, so to speak. And that's never been... Our forte, our forte has always been boutique, very um, specific types of clients who are focused on similar goals as we are. And it's not that any client we had was bad. It's just that we had lost focus on what we really needed to be focused on. And so what had, you know, once time, one at one point been like a fine dining restaurant had turned into a cheesecake factory with the menu so big you couldn't keep up. And so we tried to go back from a cheesecake factory to more of a, a, you know, like a Perry's restaurant and really focus on, let's have a, a better, more focused, you know, menu that's not just quite all over the place, but still is, you know, high level, high service, um, very focused, but intentional about what we're doing and really define what is the right client and the right focus for us. Um, I challenge you in your business, if you're any type of client-based business, to always do the 80-20. We go through the 80-20 rule every single year. I do a deep dive into 80-20. What that means is 80% of your revenue always, always will come from 20% of your clients. So what you want to look at is here's this 80% of revenue coming from your 20% of clients. It's your top clients that are generating 80% of your revenue. But often what happens is 80% of our time is spent on the bottom 20% of our clients because that's where the, um, crisis and the more reactive and the more, you know, we're just spending and there's more clients, right? There's more um, people in that, in that category. So 
80% of our time is being spent in 20% of our clients. And every time we do that exercise, we, we really challenge ourselves to say, hey, what are we doing to make sure that that top 20% client base knows that they're our top 20% client base? So we went through a major overhaul the first half of the year, really um, the last quarter of last year into the first quarter of this year, a real overhaul of our business model and kind of dividing our um, service units differently and service responsibilities differently and even producer expectations and responsibilities differently. So we had gone through this major, major change um, within our organization that we knew was going to take a good solid year to implement. Then on top of that, COVID hits right in the midst of this change. And we had to pivot so much to this remote environment and many tools that we had in our back pocket, we weren't using because we hadn't had the time to really spend training our staff on them. So we had to really um, just rapid fire out all these things that we had and push our staff to use a lot of different tools all at one time. Um, and how to learn how to video conference, how to learn how to, you know, communicate in a whole different manner, how to use our phone system completely different, how to use our communication with our clients completely different. So many different things. And thank goodness we already had all those tools in our tool belt. We just had never taken them out of the box. So we literally took out tons of tools out of our toolbox all at one time, which of course I love because, you know, here we are spending money and time on these things that haven't been fully implemented. And I'm like, Hey, we get to go full steam ahead with all of these things. But that creates change in the midst of what was already a big change for us as an organization. So I keep going back to healthy things grow and growing things change. If we're going to be healthy as an organization, we have to grow. That is the measurement of which we know whether we are being healthy in our business model or not. If we are not growing, we are dying. We truly believe that. We know that. That is a very um, hard and fast rule in our industry. You have to be growing or you will end up having to sell your organization. And that's one of the reasons why there's so many um, consolidations inside of our industry. So we know that healthy things grow because we're healthy, we're growing. And we know that we have to change. And we are some of the most open to change people there are. But knowing that healthy things grow and growing things change helps us kind of look at it like, hey, these changes are because we're growing and that's a way to choose joy in the process is to look at these things are going. So one of the things that I asked our staff to do was to answer a survey that was completely confidential and basically do a SWOT, a strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, how they viewed it from high point. And so the questions that I asked was, what is our top strength? What do you view as the biggest strength of high point? And then what is our top concern? What do you view as the biggest weakness of high point? And then my very favorite question is the growth potential question. If you could add one thing to high point, one tool, resource, a person, et cetera, to enhance growth, what would it be and why? 
And then again, I asked them to dig deeper into their specific role. And this second set of questions, these next two questions, I got from listening to uh, Craig Groeschel, which has an incredible leadership podcast. He's also a pastor. His podcast has got so many great nuggets in it. So again, another one to go check out. Um, But he talked about how growth creates complexity and complexity kills growth. So I sandwiched the two and I said, okay, healthy things grow, growing things change. Change sometimes create complexity. So growth creates complexity and then complexity can kill the growth. So I wanted to go deeper into the specific functions of each person in their role and ask some other key questions. Um, What is the one thing you feel could or already is impeding High Point from growing? Where do you see an ineffectiveness? What are we doing that frustrates you, takes too much time, or slows your progress? And then the last question was, what specifically would you do to simplify immediately? What would you eliminate, reduce, condense, or consolidate? So I asked these five questions from each person in our organization, and there's different schools of thought. I personally didn't give them this survey until I left and I asked them to complete it right away. I give them no time to think about it. Some people would debate that that is a wrong approach, that you should give people time to think about it and you should let them you know, formulate their answers. My reason for having them answer it so quickly and so abruptly and giving them no time to think about it is because I want genuine gut responses of where they're at. I don't want them collaborating with each other and then deciding how they want to answer a question. So I used to do this survey and I would let them all turn them in and I'd give them, you know, two weeks to think about it. And I would say, if you had a magic wand and you could do anything inside a high point, what would that be? And the first couple of times, the first couple of years, man, I got some really amazing stuff, but my team's pretty smart. And they know how to manipulate. Hey, it's a trait that we all, you know, embrace. They got together and started saying, hey, if we all 10 say this one thing, then we'll get our wish. So power in numbers, they would really manipulate the survey and start saying, hey, well, if we all say this, then that's what we'll end up with because Heather will do anything that we say we need, especially if there's consistency in what we're asking for. Um, I caught on to it when like 10 of them asked for a ping pong table and I thought, okay, this has gone the wrong direction. So now I've intentionally said this year, Hey, I don't want you to have any time to think about it. And some of our staff didn't really like that idea. They were like, this is, you know, you're not going to get your best answer. We even had some debates within our leadership team about we maybe didn't get the best answers. But my perspective is that, If I can get people in the moment to answer questions that they don't think too deep about, they're giving honest gut answers. They're not looking for the right answer. So I can really, really find the blind spots, find the gold, find things that I would not necessarily be able to find if people had more time to... Um, articulate what they want to say. So that was my choice was to give it to them kind of abruptly and ask for a favor to complete it very quickly. Um, Again, some of my staff was not real excited about that, but that's just my philosophy and it it worked. 
So the survey came back. We got some great stuff from it. And what it said over and over again was uh, change, change, change is frustrating me. Change is hard. Change is, you know, um, all these things. And then at the same time, when we talked about what, what was the strength, most everybody unanimously said the biggest strength of High Point was our ability to grow, our ability to challenge each other, our ability to push each other, the culture that we have, the culture that doesn't allow mediocrity. And so it was all about culture and growth and family and push. And then the biggest concern or weakness was the rapid amount of change. And I got to thinking growing things, uh, healthy things grow, growing things change. Growth creates complexity and complexity kills growth. So they're feeling all this change. And in the moment, it's very difficult because we're pursuing a ton of discomfort. We are really pursuing discomfort with all these changes. And they know that it's going to result in growth. But in the midst of it, you have to recognize that it's still really, really, really hard. It's really hard on your staff. It's really hard on your team. You know, you're always going in a different direction. Communication gets twisted easily. Um, all sorts of crazy things. So from the survey, I was able to find some incredible nuggets that I am super excited about. I really don't want to share them on this podcast because I haven't talked to my staff about them yet. And um, But I will, you know, at some point share some of that. Um, so anyway, so let me go back to annual planning. Always do it offsite. No matter what, do not con yourself into thinking you can just make a day at your office in the conference room to do annual planning. You need to go away. You need to go away. You need to go away. Then after you get away, decide who you're going to bring. Um, and what I liked about doing it so close to Houston was, different people could have came up at different times, which is actually how it worked out. So different people kind of came throughout the week um, that allowed time with that. Another thing I would highly, highly recommend is at least one of those days, work with the consultant um, on that planning. We have an incredible um, consulting firm that we've used for forever. And we would not have gotten where we got as quick as we got without him guiding us through that because we can't see what someone else can see. You will never be able to see what someone else can see looking outside the business into it. You're too close to it. So having him who knows us very well but still can take a step outside can help us get to the right conclusion um, very quickly. I don't think we would have gotten where we got without that day. In fact, I know we wouldn't have gotten where we got without that day. And he posed some really, you know, tough questions, very similar to the ones that I asked our employees to complete prior to that. But again, only gave us a little time to answer as well, because he was looking for our gut response as well. Um, we tackled some major stuff and excited that we feel like we were able to make a roadmap to continue to bust through that ceiling that, quite honestly, we hit about a year ago. Going to that next level requires a whole new set of disciplines, a whole new set of structure, a whole new set of changes, all those things that go into that. But we were able to make that mind shift um, over this past week, which was really, really, really incredible. 
So I would highly recommend that you always, always do annual planning. That is part of our um, cadence for every single year. We've done it differently. Um, for the longest time we did it, we brought our sales team together and we did it, you know, more like a sales um, summit, which I think is awesome. And we still, you know, outside of COVID would be continuing that. But there was something different about just getting away with the leadership team and really focusing on structure and um, design and how to simplify things and where we have too much complexity that might be killing the growth or where we have, you know, whatever issues they are that we're able to really, really dive into them. Um, So... It is that time of year, guys. It's November and January 1 is going to be here before you blink and you're stepping into Thanksgiving and you're stepping into Christmas. So if you have not started annual planning for 2021 and really painting a vision for your company, take some time to do it. Even if you've only got two days, take two days away and work on your business outside of the business. You cannot do it in the walls of your business. And quite honestly, you can't do it in the walls of your own home. You've got to get away. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed this. And I hope you can take something out of this and take an action with it, whatever that might be. Um, Use our survey questions. Pull your staff. Go to Austin. It's great. It's beautiful. A lot of really weird people, but it's good. I love you, Austin. But, you know, where we were at, a little bit on the freak side. So um, anyways, Love you guys. Y'all have a fantastic and wonderful, wonderful week. As always, lead with love. Bye.